Please listen carefully. Hey, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Kate Orslan. And I'm John Haley. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hey, Kate. Hey, John. How's it going? Pretty great. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. So we are right in the thick of the holiday season. Do you have all of your holiday preparations done? You know I do. Uh, I, that was a stupid question. I'll lock part. that up early. Well, hopefully all of you out there in podcast land are as prepared as Kate is for the holiday season. Be like Kate. In 95% of situations, <laughs> yes, you should be like Kate. That's correct. I don't. What about the other 5%? We can't talk about those on air. <laughs> if you're a dedicated listener, I hope you all are. You may feel like you've heard some of today's information before. And you know what? You would be right. So even if you're not one of our faithful listeners, and if you're not, you're dead to us. Just, we're kidding. We're kidding. (laughs) Totally kidding about that. We love to have new listeners on as well. Uh, You may wonder why we're talking about new laws stuff in December. I mean, don't most new laws go into effect on July 1? I'm going to provide our favorite answer. It depends. Ding, 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 ding. Typically, new laws in Virginia do go into effect on July 1. But occasionally, the General Assembly will include a delayed enactment clause that essentially pushes the effective date out to the future. So there are a few bills coming out of the 2018 General Assembly session with a delayed enactment that we want to remind you about because they're going to be going into effect on January 1, 2019. Which is coming up, guys. Very soon. Before we get into the change with the most information teams we want to briefly touch on three other provisions that are going into effect the first deals with brokerage agreements as of january 1st 2019 all brokerage agreements must include the name and contact information for the supervising broker for many of you this really isn't going to be a big change this is information that may already be included in your brokerage agreements You'll see this on the Virginia Realtors forms. We have two new fields at the bottom of each brokerage agreement. One for the supervising broker's name, and the other for the supervising broker's contact information. So, what needs to go in that contact information line? Excellent question, John. I hope what needs to go in the supervising broker's name field is obvious. Right. So, I lied. Not an excellent question. That, oh, that hurts. <laughs> that really hurts. For the supervising broker's contact information, it needs to be either the supervising broker's email or phone. The law doesn't specify which, so it's up to the broker, whichever he or she prefers. The second change deals with education. So there are no additional hours, but as of January 1, brokers will need to take two of their eight broker CE credits in courses that cover an overview of the broker supervision requirements under the law and regs. So it's important to note this doesn't add any credit hour requirements. It just says of your eight, two of them have to be these broker supervision hours. The other change to the education section deals with post-licensure. So previously, any post-license education had to be completed within 365 days of receiving a license. Under the new law, a new agent will have until the end of the month in which they are licensed. What does this mean? If you get your license on January 3rd, for example, you would have until January 31st the following year to complete the post-license education requirements. So that essentially post-license now follows the same time periods as regular CE. 
Right, just making things as consistent as possible. Um, okay, now that we've talked about that, let's talk about the topic that has started generating a lot of questions. We see it all the time on the legal hotline. You guys are very interested in teams. teams. We did that as a team. We did. Though not as the definition under the law. Right? You're, you're a stickler, Kate. We'll, <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, while the law has been updated, a lot of people will argue that the law hasn't actually changed at all. We have a full webinar on this topic with FAQs and slides that's posted to our website, so we're not going to go into a full level of detail on this podcast. We are, however, going to remind everyone of the new definition of our real estate team, which is two or more individuals, one or more of whom is a real estate salesperson or broker, who, one, work together as a unit within the same brokerage firm, two, represent themselves to the public as working together as one unit, and three, designate themselves by a fictitious name. So this is really a four-part definition, and if you're missing any one of the four parts, the law doesn't apply to you. So Kate, let's quickly break down what exactly these four parts are. Let's do it. One, two or more individuals, at least one of whom is a real estate licensee. This means that I cannot call myself a team if I'm working by myself. There's no I in team. That is, that's so accurate. Ooh. Well done. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> I am. I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy. It does mean, however, that so long as I have an assistant licensed or unlicensed, full-time or part-time working with me, I can call myself a team. Two, this group of people works together as a unit in the same firm. If there's a co-listing agreement between two agents at different firms, they don't qualify as a team. So you have to be at the same firm to have this team definition applied to you. Three, this group of people represent themselves to the public as working together as one unit. If you have an assistant, but you don't advertise that you work together, you are not a team under the new definition. Think of this requirement as the advertising requirement. How do you hold yourself out to the public? Right. Uh, the last element is the group of people that designate themselves by a fictitious name. So this final requirement is that you have to use a fictitious name, which means not your, your real name that you have on your individual license. And we've gotten a lot of questions about what this means. And basically, it's anything other than your individual licensed name. So if you're going by you know, John Haley, that's not a fictitious name. If it's the John Haley team or Haley Real Estate is the best ever, duh, LLC, that's a good one. Just for example, nice and it's short. You should, yeah, you should register point, that. I think I, I may. No one else, no one steal that from me, please. Um, but basically anything other than your individual licensed name is a fictitious name. Okay. So if you meet the definition of a team, what does that mean? The team now needs to be licensed. Our webinar walks through all of the requirements and how to get the team licensed. So go check it out for details. We created that resource for you. Watch it, live it, love it. Go team. Go team. So Kate, much like Santa Claus brings presents to all the good little boys and girls, let us bring our loyal listeners the gift of the hotline. hotline. <laughs> it's the most wonderful time of the year. It really is. And that time occurs every week, basically. But Actually, um, yeah. So yeah. it's better. It is. Some might say. It is. I bet no one says that. Though. No, no one says that. Um, so, Kate, I'm a broker, and I've completed all of my CEs for the year. Even though my license doesn't renew until February 2019, do I need to do anything with these new laws? 
No. The VREB has said that if you completed your CE prior to December 31st, 2018, you will not, not need to go back and take the two-hour class. If you have any broker CE requirements left after January 1st, 2019, you will have to take a class that complies with the new requirement. Okay? Got it? Good. Got it. As a broker, if I have a properly licensed team at my firm, do I have to pay the team or can I pay the team members individually? So as the broker, you are legally allowed to pay a licensed team or the team members individually. So it's going to be up to you whatever agreement you have decided to reach with that team. The laws and regs don't say you have to pay the team or have to pay individuals. That's a broker decision. Choose your own adventure. Choose if your you own would. adventure. All right, Kate, last question for the podcast. I have more questions about all of this. What can I do? Where can I find more information? I don't think that was a real question. I think we made that one up. But guys, just go with it, okay? Creative license here. Right. We are attorneys, but we're also creative sometimes. Sometimes. Don't worry. We've got your back. All of our resources related to the new laws can be found at the bottom of the legal tab on the four members section of our website. Our resources for teams are currently with legal webinars, and one, the one on teams is titled Business Entities and Creating and Licensing Teams and Companies. Very creative title. Very. Again, going back to our creativity as lawyers. And finally, we have the legal hotline, which is open to all members and available on our website. Thank you for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes, and please rate us. Members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline, where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the Legal tab on the Four Members section, but you must be logged in to see this page. Thanks. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is a general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors Copyright 2018. This podcast features the songs Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license. 